0: You of and with your host, we've got a great podcast set up today we have a, a wonderful guest friend of mine brian mojica from cathware welcome brian thank you for having me i'm glad to have you on actually you know when i think about uh, entrepreneurship, and we've had a lot of ex-military. By the way, thank you for your service. Uh, I understand you served in the Air Force. You uh, you have a very interesting uh, business, and uh, you have a very interesting story. Tell us a little bit about what it took to get this business started that you're in at Cathware.
1: Well, that's uh, it's a great way to start, and what it took was a vision, and then maintaining self-motivation throughout. Um, it's it's not easy when you're starting a business as we, before we got on the call, uh, I had told you, you know, about the running around that I was doing, and it just takes a lot of effort from a multitude of different areas, you know, balancing family, uh, working your regular job while you're trying to get your business off of the ground, you know, and it's, it's, um, that's the journey and that's what it's all about. And for Cathwear, uh, you know, it's a medical underwear that's designed for patients that require the use of leg bags. A patient came in uh, with a leg bag on their leg. And when they came into the operating room, I had a vision of it, uh, built it at Walmart, went to Walmart, bought some underwear, uh, men's underwear, went to the arts and crafts store, uh, bought some Velcro and all those types of things, had my stepmom uh, making us prototypes. Wow. That we were getting onto patients. So um, we're number one on Amazon in our category now. Nice. We are. A five-star rating on Google, a four and a half-star rating on Amazon. So um it's it wasn't easy, but it's taken almost nine years to get uh, to this point.
0: Wow! Congratulations, that's excellent. And now you're still in the medical field, right? So you actually are out there hustling, grinding with the business as well as keeping this going as as a as
1: a business. Tell me, about yes, sir. That. How, how yes, do you sir. balance it? How do you balance well, that? Not you, uh, you don't. You just try. Right. <laughs> um, I'm working as a I'm a registered nurse and I work as a visiting nurse. And as a visiting nurse, it allows a lot of flexibility for me to be able to see patients, uh, make a couple extra dollars to keep the lights on at the house. But it allows me to make phone calls and, and uh, emails and um, now virtual in services and things of the sort.
0: Nice, nice. That's uh, that's good. So, tell me a little bit about how the business has progressed. Like, how much of your own money did you invest in the business itself? Uh,
1: A substantial amount. When we first started, everything we bought, it was uh, me and a business partner of mine, uh, Hector Arcee, who's also a registered nurse. We just went half on everything. Uh, We bought uh, whatever was needed, and then we just took our paychecks and went half. I mean, we went down uh, to the nickel, uh, to be honest with you, for a long time. Then we started getting into um, innovation contests, uh, accelerator programs, and things of the sort. And then we were able to generate revenue like that. Uh, there are uh, We've got some seed funding, some debt funding, in order to get the business off the ground. And it's, it's a grind. It's a grind. I've been doing it for nine years. I have not um, received a, a paycheck myself um, as the CEO of Cathware. The money just continues to get um, reinvested into the business in order to continue to grow it. Uh, We've just gotten on the international market. Uh, We partnered up with a nurse in Johannesburg, South Africa. Oh, nice. uh, Canada, we have patients that contact us from time to time uh, from other countries as well uh, that we make special considerations to ship out to them. So it's 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 a journey and it takes really all the money that you have until you're off the ground.
0: So tell me a little bit about that. Uh, What what vision do you have for the next year and for the next beyond for this business?
1: Well, the vision that I have is we're trying to tap into the female urinary incontinence and the male urinary incontinence, which is different uh, from the things that Cathware is created for. Cathware is created for patients that have a drain placed inside of the body that then have a leg bag attached to it. And then that leg bag uh, goes around the leg. And then the incontinence is something where there is nothing um, internal, it's all external drainage devices to capture the wow. urine, which then go into the bag. So we are in the process of, of establishing that uh, market. And also where I see myself going in a year is uh, promoting my new book called Let It Flow. I, all right. I just- your books in, so I'll make sure to get you uh, get you your copy as well. And I see myself moving into a position of being a keynote speaker, uh, really um, educating healthcare personnel, nurses on how to innovate, how to go through the process of bringing something to market after uh, creating artwork, a prototype, uh, the patent process, and things of the sort.
0: So we met briefly uh, uh, when I had my role as a director of the veteran uh, business. uh, And uh, we met briefly and I remember, I remember very much keenly uh, hearing your story and then you telling me about like raising money. Tell me what was your successes and what were some of the pitfalls of raising money? Like what did you find that worked and what did you find that didn't work?
1: Well, as, um, as far as what worked, those contests, and I thank you because we won first place at one of the contests that you referred us to. Uh, we've gotten first place quite often uh, in a lot of the invention contests that we've entered. And uh, the one that you recommended to us was the Hofstra Veterans Challenge uh, out in um, Long Island, New York. And those things, they require time. And sometimes it's hard when you're running a business You're trying to balance family, as you had mentioned earlier, you know, I I'm working and then having to carve out time to uh, do the assignments in the accelerator program, log in and things like that. It's a lot. And you're just uh, uh, you're 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 eating and trying to chew as fast as you can. So some of the pitfalls is failure in time management, you know, Sometimes I'm I'm late for work or I'm late to do something or I'm late for cath or I'm late for a family event, you know, because you're really trying to balance it all and keep up. I'm very thankful for the support system that I have. Um, my wife and my kids have been very supportive um, and my team members as well. We, we all pick up the slack. Uh, we certainly know where everyone needs to be. And when someone's not there, the other person fills in.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It does take a community to build a business. It really does.
1: The hardest part for us uh, was getting over some uh, early onset uh, pride and arrogance of knowing that we had a good product, knowing that we had a patent, knowing that we were veteran certified, uh, knowing that there was nothing else like this on the market. We thought when we were going to find a manufacturer, uh, we we went to the American Urology Association in Boston in 2017. There were twenty thousand urologists that we had access to. We had met so many. We had a display up, and we had we only had a prototype. Yeah. We told them in twenty seventeen, we'll have some samples for you in two months. Wow! It took <laughs> us two, it took us two years to oh, find a manufacturer. We were sending samples out all over the, uh, uh, across the earth, getting samples back, and then some manufacturers the quality wasn't right. Some manufacturers. The quality was right, but the measurements were off. And that was just a whack-a-mole. Then we would get a sample, look at it, pass it around to each team member through the mail or, yeah. or whatever or pictures. Then when we would want changes, we'd have to send it back. And oh, it took us two years. By the time we reached all of those doctors that we met, they were like Kath Ooh. You know, yeah, so that's... that that was very humbling. And and I always um, tell people you have to know that this is when people say a marathon, it's a marathon in a wheelchair.
0: Yeah, and you really, you really have the chance to scale these things when you have capital. You know what I mean? People don't realize if you're funding it out of cash flow and you're you're trying to just, you know, ease the product into the market space and really test the demographic because you know, you might have thought originally, like a lot of the veterans that I've worked with. They think the VA is like going to be the first one to buy the product across the, across the, and you know what? I can't blame them for that. Part of it is the way the system's set up. You believe because you're a veteran, which thank you for your service, by the way, Air Force, uh, uh, Yeah, you should be getting preference on contracts. However, it doesn't always match up that way because each individual VA office has a procurement officer. So you have a regional office. It's offices not this, exactly. So many it's not all linked together. It's very disjointed. Even though you would think you sign one government contract and it's, you know, you could scale it across. It's it's very hard actually. It's 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 very difficult and it's political. I mean, let's face it. You know, there's people have lobbyists in DC for a reason. You know, I mean it's like so and you would think you're in a medical field where you should have some kind of traction. I mean, you've got great ratings, you're distributing, you're getting the product seen, you know, and then these associations are even more difficult. So like to have some kind of label on there that says approved by the Urology Association, you know, I don't know how Colgate does it with the nine out of 10 dentists thing. I mean, they must have paid somebody for that. That's just impossible, right? It's like, we, yeah, we let, us, this, let, let us
1: see the proof. <laughs> we,
0: we had a client on there. I won't mention his name, but he's a wonderful man. Uh, him and his daughter invented a bunch of dental, you know, the hand pieces that they use in the dentist's office to do yeah. the water water flow, and they put that little thing in your mouth. So he owns patents on a number of these. They call them dental hand pieces. So he originally went to the American Dental Association and said, "Hey, I have this wonderful dental handpiece. It's an innovation. He had he literally had one of the best pieces that you can because it had so many multifunctions and it was done so well and milled in like stainless steel where it's like a lifetime piece of equipment that you buy in that business. He had the most trouble getting dentists to actually bring it into their practice because they would say, I only use stuff that's approved by the American Dental. Oh my God, (laughs) how much time do we have? So he said to me, this is the interesting thing. I'll, I'll shorten the story, but you'll love this. He said to me, you know, from that moment on, I said, who the hell is the American Dental Association? He started his own dental association. His daughter, to this day, runs an association for dentists. And that was how they got. Their handpiece is in like 20%. He's got like a 20, 25% market share of all dentists using his handpiece now. He's a multi million dollar company out of Patterson, New Jersey. So, unreal. Yeah. I mean, for you, it's a great story because, you know, don't beat your head into the wall and think that it's that these organizations are the be all end all. It's not. You know, you're going to get some savvy people in the medical field that want to use your product. And, you know, just like anything else, the internet's great for what? the third party glowing, you know, the glowing reviews, right? So you've done it. That's great. I give you kudos. I didn't notice that you're, you're on Amazon and you have glowing reviews. Tell us about that. Is that a process? Are you asking for reviews from people? Are you actively kind of, or are they just coming generically where people are just.
1: Yeah. Um, they come generically once they use the product. And then also we have we get so many emails from people saying, oh, my God, thank you. Oh, this changed my life. Like it, the impact that it's had on patients. It, it's to a point where you're kind of like. Is this real? Like That's this awesome. reached There's one guy reached out to us and said, I haven't been to the beach in 12 years because I didn't want to wear shorts and have the leg bag slip down. And I didn't want to wear sweatpants or pants and look weird on the beach when it was hot wearing pants. He said, every year my family has gone without me until this year. Like, what? So people like that, when they come and they tell us stories and they say, thank you, we'll ask them, hey, if you have time, leave a review. But also people just naturally leave reviews. And a lot of people purchase by um, reading yeah. reviews and a lot of the national distribution deals that we've brokered, we brokered five national distribution deals last year with um, durable medical equipment distributors. They went, unbeknownst to me, it was at the end of the year when I just started talking to them and asking them, you know, random questions. A lot of them went to our to Amazon and read the reviews and verified that it is a blockbuster innovation wow. in um, the incontinence market. You know, and to have 150 reviews, I believe uh, we're at 100 or maybe even over 150 reviews in a year and a half on Amazon with a four and a half star rating. Let me tell you, if you have a bad product, the internet will let you know. But also <laughs> if you have a good product, the internet will also let you know. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing. We have to have a five and a half star, uh, five star rating on, on Google and a four and a half star rating on Amazon from doctors, nurses, caregivers, uh, uh, nurse practitioners, and most importantly, the patients themselves just talking about how impacting it is, you know, and it's the only product in our category that's invented by a nurse. And it's the only product in our category that's covered by Medicare. When we pitch Cathware, we talk about, I'm always like, yeah, it does this. It slices, it slices. And nobody really, everyone's kind of like, all right. But when I say that it's covered through Medicare and they can write a script for it, that's when the eyes bug out and they're like, what? (laughs) And that that goes to show the benefit of when you have a nurse behind innovations. And that's why I wanted to write this book. Let it flow and talk about how I went through that process and how important it is to have a nurse on your team looking at these medical devices, thinking about how we can best serve patients. You know, and it's true what you said um, about your business partners. I thought when we made the business plan, I was like the VA right away. We're going to go. We're going to we're going to hit a home run because we know that we're a certified veteran owned company. Well, we found out the hard way because our manufacturer is in China and it's not in the United States. They don't take the contract. So when we tried to get a a US manufacturer, the cost was about three times as much in order to have it built. So we we could have the patients wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah. And I'm not into politics at all. And I always wondered why there was always yeah, I know. Especially after last year, I got a little bit sucked in and uh, it reminded me why I don't like politics. Uh, but I, I the, it's a it's a catch-22. You want to make it in the United States because we're veterans and we want everything to be uh, made in the USA. But then you also want patients to be able to afford it. You can't have both. Yeah, I can't have both. And I understood why people are always like, stop sending jobs to China. Well, here I am sending work To China, it's the only way that we were able to do it. So we weren't able to get any government contracts. Uh, Another thing, too, is we, in the business plan, we're like, oh, we're going to present this to hospitals. Hospitals are going to be all over this. Doctors' offices are going to be all over this, too. Well, doctors' offices weren't all over it. And because they don't want to take on product and then become a a durable medical licensor or a pharmacy, if you will, selling it, which is what we thought. Um, And the other thing, was the uh, the distributors ended up being the sweet spot for us. Because like you said, we would meet um, so-and-so's facility. Well, so-and-so says, I really like your product, but I'm only going to buy from them. So then we would have to go to them, whoever them is, and try to get on their platform. Then they would say, yeah, we'll sell it. Show us that you're making X amount of dollars a year and we'll put it on our platform. I'm yeah. like, but we can't make X amount of dollars. <laughs> so it's a lot yeah. of, of catch 22s. That's why we had to just continue hacking mm-hmm. away on the proprietary website on Amazon. We ended up partnering up with Byron healthcare, which they deal with um, uh, script patients only. So they would take on all of our script work and that, that started to help us grow that um, distribution channel. So it's not easy. Now,
0: tell me about the book. Uh, so. You mentioned that it's an inspirational book. I don't want to give the whole book away because we want people to read it. But give us a story from the book that uh, tells us a little bit more about you, the entrepreneur, and your experience. Uh, where did you come up? Did you come up in Boston, outside of Boston? Uh, I know you're you're in a suburb of Boston there. yeah, uh, Haverhill. I know it, you would read it like Haverhill if you're listening nationwide, right? It's like it's like Worcester, worst right? Yeah, right? Worcester, Maybe. Worcester, <laughs> but it's really Worcester. Right? Worcester. So, so actually, Haverhill is a is a community of that general area there. You have a, you have a number of industrial towns, so it's kind of an industrial yes, uh, area. We met you at a, a veteran coffee shop originally uh, that's in the that's next right. town
1: over. So, yeah. Very interesting. well. That's the town that I'm actually from. I'm from Lawrence, and I live in here. You're Hanwell from Lawrence now, but I mean, yeah. it's it's all it's all gelled together. It's all right and, next, yeah. Yeah, it's all one community, and you're right. It's a, a textile uh, region as well. Uh, they were actually ranked uh, number seven uh, on Hitler's bombing list because this is where they used to make the uniforms uh, for all of the soldiers. Uh, yeah. So it was a place that it's it's very popular. It's very populated uh, as well. You know, it's certainly honored to be from uh, from Lawrence, Massachusetts,
0: representing. And you you won that Hofstra pitch competition. You know, I figured, let me send a Boston guy into
1: New York. You know what I mean? Usually yeah, that's we right. Play. That's right. It, it just and <laughs> bully our way around. Yeah, um, but, but no, no. So yeah. to answer your question directly, um, one of the the stories that I wanted to highlight from my uh, my new book, Let It Flow, is. My first invention was not cathware. I have other inventions after cathware as well. But my first invention was um, we, at, at the time, our youngest son, uh, our youngest, uh, yeah, our youngest son, sorry. Um, he couldn't breathe at night. It sounded like his nose Ooh. was just uh, blocked and he just needed to blow his nose. So that blue suction device that they give you in the maternity ward, that thing never works. And it, I, we thought he was actually going to die in his sleep because he couldn't breathe. So I, I was trying to think of a way is how can I get the mucus out? So I was working in the operating room at the time. So I went into the operating room, uh, grabbed some tubing off the wall, grabbed the suction device, similar to like when you go to a dentist and they, they, um, uh, suck suction your mouth. And I took it home and I would, I put one, I covered one end of his nostril and I put one end of the tubing, uh, Right here at the end, right here, the suction right at the end, and I would suck the mucus out, but it wouldn't come into my mouth because I cut the tube off. Yeah, literally, he slept like a baby, pun intended. So then I would rinse it, I would use it every night, and it was great. So I said, Oh, what if I put a uh, uh, like an engine on the end of this, like a fan or a suction or something? And I started asking people about wow. the, the device and, and trying to seek approval from others that's the mistake that i make that's the mistake that i talk about here and let it flow that's the worst thing that you should do because i right. got laughed at by yep. people life at the time. I showed it to my son's pediatrician, brought it over there and everything and demonstrated. She was like, no, it's going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars. And the FDA is never going to approve of it because it goes near the brain and the, anything that goes near a child's brain. And in my head, I was saying, no, 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 it, it stays outside of the nose, you know, but you are the specialist for your invention. So right. that's why you can't seek satisfaction or, or seek approval from others because you're the one that knows. So I quit on it. And a year later, a year or two later, one of the people that told me that it was stupid and not to invent it showed me a picture of it. It was being sold at Walmart and at Target now. And I quit. And somebody else didn't quit. And that's what I talk about in my new book, Let It Flow. I talk about the importance of not quitting, of following the vision, of being awesome. the catalyst behind your vision, how to generate revenue, how to pitch con- how to do um Uh, how to excel at pitching contests accelerator programs um investor uh, conversations and things like that because i don't want anyone else to quit on their first invention like i did very good and you know we've
0: come to the part of the show where i ask you the magic question what is your special sauce brian mojica of cathware ceo of cathware ex-military what is your special sauce
1: my special sauce is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm just very thankful to God uh, for doing what he's doing in my life, uh, saving me from my own sins and giving me an opportunity to now help people and push the things that God has placed in my heart forward. If Cathware does well or doesn't do well, it doesn't define me. If my book, Let It Flow, does well or it doesn't do well, it doesn't define me. And because I'm focused on my sauce, it doesn't matter. Uh, the other things that I'm working on. And now that they are dedicated to God, everything is growing because it's not on me. It's about God and the patients that I'm trying to reach and the nurses that I'm trying to help in order to impact healthcare, all of us together forward. You know
0: what, uh, Joe, uh, my producers here, Joe, it only took us 15 podcasts to get the right answer. <laughs> so, you know, God bless you, brother. I I love that answer. That's, you know, what I, it, it means a lot to me to hear that, you know, we do these things and, and, you know, we, we, we literally have faith and, you know, you, you, the faith carries you forward. You know what I mean? And it does. that's, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I wish you all the best in your pursuits and uh, I'm waiting to hear more. I, I think we want to have you back on to check in again on the book and, and talk a little bit more. Uh, we're going to be doing some things where we bring together our entrepreneurs, our special yeah. sauce soiree, Yeah, we all get together and we help other entrepreneurs.
1: And you know what? Well, that's why we need to push our stories forward because uh, entrepreneurs, they a lot of, of us are struggling just to, to get um, some motivation for the day. And it's always good when you yeah. hear each other's war stories um, just just to get you through the day. So yeah, man, consider me uh, a shoe-in yeah your next show. And thank you so much for what you've done. Oh, thank you, my friend. I I can't thank you enough.
0: It's my pleasure. And it's truly inspiring. You know, the, the veterans are the one class of folks that I work with, that I get more reward out of working with veterans, because I can give you something and you don't question it. You run at it hard. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of groups that they look at it and they say, "Well, I don't know. That sounds, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll do some of what Mister, you know, Mister Mister Mark says." And then they just do their own thing. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. veterans, they take it and they run with it and they execute. I love that, and it's yeah. it's so gratifying to work with veterans. I have to say. That it's made my job that much better and fulfilling and rewarding too. So but thank you. Thank you again, my friend. Much continued success. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm um, looking for big things, man. Now I'm gonna be checking out. When I, you know, one thing I want to give you a little uh insight, and I know you you know must you must know Medicare pretty well, but I know it from the other side. So you may not know this about me, but I work very closely. I own part of an insurance agency. And we do a lot of Medicare as a matter of the agency itself. Mm-hmm. So, United Healthcare, I'll give them as an example. They're a huge, huge uh, yeah, provider nationwide. Are. So, they provide a little um, catalog to retirees that they have a certain amount every quarter they can spend in that catalog. So, like an Advantage plan of Medicare has this catalog. And you're, you should be able to find that stuff at CVS now. They have a, a dedicated aisle to supply all the items in the catalog. So because you're Medicare approved, when you approach these big buyers, ask them if they're in one of the United catalogs or WellCare, some of the nationwide players like Blue Cross, because it'll help your product get placement in an area where yeah. Medicare billables yeah. are being... Yeah. So you might really step up the volume of stuff by getting yeah. into that catalog.
1: So, yeah. yeah, I think it's important. No, no, no. yeah, and you're, and you're right. You know, getting into onto the blue cross blue shield platforms, like as the saying goes, Oh yeah. Here goes, everybody goes. So that code that we have, which is a five one zero five, all insurances have access to that.
0: That's awesome. Well, I continued success. My friend, you're doing good things. and we're going to check in with you no, uh, joe make a note sooner rather than later and uh yeah. looking forward to getting that book actually that uh yeah, I'm, I'm looking gonna send forward to a I copy. Like that I'll right, you okay. one. and after
1: all the money that we won at the hoster contest ah. i steak a dinner at some point all right
0: hey i'm i'm always down for a steak dinner man you named it i'm not a Go vegetarian front. at all I mean it's no a problem. good healthy lifestyle but I'm just not there yet. I love steak so I'm a vegetarian
1: just add a steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it brother. Let's take a steak. Hey so Mr. Govalli, I just thing. wanted to add one more thing. Sure. You, that you were talking about about veterans and why it's important to work with them on, on your team as well because like, that's right. Me, Air Force. From the moment you step off the plane, they're telling you attention to detail, attention to detail in boot camp, in tech school, attention to detail. Literally, that phrase is repeated all day. And because of the uh, high level of attention to detail that the military requires is how I was able to become an inventor and be able to build things. And, and I invented something after Cathway, I have a surgical clip as well, other inventions that are still in my head that I haven't even come out with. And it's because of what I learned in the military about being organized, awesome. about being structured and about following through on every step and, and, and doing it a certain way, building a team. That's not having right chair, left chair. That's yeah, yeah. Even the mentorship, like veterans say.
0: mentor other veterans well because they were taught that when you learn a skill, you need to teach someone else in your unit also. Absolutely. So it, as far as team building and companies, I, I very much am an advocate. And I try to seek out businesses that hire veterans. There are businesses that hire veterans. In our world of financial services, there's a publicly listed company named Athene, I use them as often as I can because they have a very aggressive goal of hiring our veterans nationwide. They're a financial company that has made a commitment. So I always look for that. And and I want to thank you for pointing that out. And and I want to thank you for being on. And uh, this has been Brian Mojica of Cathware doing great things. We will have you on again. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Go to our site www.specialsaucepodcast.com and you can catch more episodes like this great episode also we're always spotting spotlighting the best talent out there and really we're just helping you get your startup your finance and drive those are our key points and thank you again brian looking forward to catching up again yes and sir yes sir likewise center, my man. We'll yeah absolutely thank, thank you. you all right nice